We're back in. It's a Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Alex Becker. Hey, Alex. Oh, hey, Danny. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not a lot, man. Just, how's, uh, how's life treating you? Life's, life's all right. It's better when, you're, when you score 28 points. You it know? is a little bit better when you score 28 points, but it's still a loser's Broncos lifestyle that we're, we're living in. Um, Three and ten. Oof. Oof. It's pretty unbelievable to think, man. Three and ten because the... And Jaguars, the Lions, well, those are five and six game winners. Uh, the Raiders have you know, hit the five game mark, won a couple in a row, lost this last week. To be so lowly as the Broncos are, it's very surprising. It's very rare. It's a very unique feeling because only a couple times I said in my lifetime have the Broncos been this bad. Um, and, you know, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. The only other time that they were this bad, and that was Von Miller, one of the greatest defensive players in NFL history who was the reward at, at the number two overall pick uh, all those years ago after, you know, Josh McDaniels kind of tanks us, you know. So there's no light at the end of the tunnel with the high draft pick. Our high draft pick goes to the Seahawks in the Russell Wilson deal. So um, there's, always, there's always a little bit of hope. There's always some hope out there for an NFL team because we see how fortunes change so quickly overnight. Look at the Dolphins, okay? Look at what the Eagles have become fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, look what, uh, let me see here. I'm trying to, you know, the, yeah, the, the Bengals almost overnight in a couple few seasons. Uh, I'm trying to think of a team that maybe didn't have like, again, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Maybe that's the best comp to what I'm trying to say is hope could be right around the corner and it might not be in the form that we may be thinking that it's in. And I don't mean by another quarterback because Russ will be the quarterback next year, but I mean by a, a coach who might come in here and be so radically different and change everything and turn everything upside down that um, like the Giants maybe. That's kind of That's similar. a pretty good one. That's a really, really good one. Um, so here's the thing. When you take over a team as bad as the Broncos, this is a hope. Uh, that there, there's, It's like a start from scratch. It's like a, a tear down and build back up. When you take over a team that maybe had a little bit of success or maybe some other expectations, like they'll have no expectations going into next year. They had them this year. But what I'm saying is a team that's like doesn't have a lot of expectations, a blank canvas. The next coach is going to be coming here and be able to create whatever he wants offensively. There's nothing to hang on to, to grip to here mm -hmm. with what's going on with the Broncos in the current like state and you know form of this team. So is there is that a bright spot of where this thing's so bad? There's no like we got to keep this thing together and it's just a total blow up rebuild. Blank slate and blank camp, blank canvas for the next coach to come in here and, and try to fix this. I don't think it's a full rebuild. I think if they can get healthy and you know make some changes on the roster, I think they'll be okay. Um, they'll be a decent team. I don't know about it. Okay, you know, but what do you contender. mean? Okay, then that's how do you do you have to rebuild and tear it down in order to get to greatness? Or are you saying that well they they can go from bad to decent and then we'll see what happens from then? Are you lit? Is decent? You're going to be stranded on decent island for. For um, who knows how long. You might be. I just don't think they're going to do a full teardown and rebuild with Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Maybe if you're, you know, you get a really high draft pick and then you're taking the quarterback, then it's a full rebuild. But, you know, with Russell Wilson here in his second year, I don't think they're going to tear it all down, you know. 
new coach and all that, some new players. But uh, you don't think the offense is a complete start over? You think there's some good, some positives? You think we're? I think you know. I think they're going to use the excuse that they're you not have healthy. To tell me. I think they're going to use the injuries as as a big excuse. Honestly, you know, no Tim Patrick. The whole offensive line is banged up. Um, they do need to you know rebuild that whole offensive line. The O line sucks. Uh, but as far as the skill position players, I I don't know if that they're going to do that. You know, Judy's showing more and more. I, I don't, I don't have really an answer either. We're just kind of talking our way through yeah. the, our thoughts and kind of the process here and uh, the projection of what it is moving forward. Okay, let's scale back a little bit. Uh, Kyler Murray on Monday Night Football last night, ACL, his season is over with. Uh, maybe his, I don't know if his career is over with. Of course, he'll come back. There's a ton of investment there. But, you know, what makes him and what made him very unique and special was kind of the athletic ability, the wheels, being able to just be so little and small and kind of fast, almost look like a little Austin Eckler in the open field kind of guy. I don't think he'll, when you have an injury like that and when, you know, he could ever be the same amount of, even if he comes back at 94% of the same player, 94 won't be 100% of the same player. So um, two different things here. What does it mean for the Broncos this weekend, getting Colt McCoy? And, and we asked this on this radio show, um, who would you rather, Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. So start with what's it mean for the Broncos this weekend? Does it give the Broncos an opportunity to win a damn game here against the Cardinals? Gives them a lot better shot. I, If I'm the Broncos defense, I'd ra- much rather face Colton McCoy than a guy like Kyler Murray, a dynamic guy that, you know, is will move around and run around. plays, yeah. you know, a lot of broken plays, a lot of backyard football like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an advantage there, no doubt about it. You're getting a less mobile guy in Colton McCoy with mm-hmm. the less stronger arm. Um, obviously, uh, we thought we were going to get the Kyler Murray Russell Wilson matchup that would have had a lot of luster on it. That was, now man. we're probably not going to get either of those guys. I mean, I don't think the Broncos play Russ. Oh, for sure, Russ doesn't play in this game. Um, there's nothing. I, I think the nail in the coffin for Russ not playing was the Kyler injury because now the Broncos have an excuse of you know, well, Ripping could go out there and we can maybe steal one of these games, and then we're kind of instead of rushing back, rushing Russ back out there when we all know he has nothing to play for, it'd be a really really bad look. And Nathaniel Hackett was so non-committal to starting him or not just kept saying well his health is our biggest priority his health is our biggest priority okay i guess yeah kind of you know but then just say he's not going to play then we won't have to keep asking because they said well even if he can play would you still make the overriding authority of not playing him and then he just kind of you know backpedaled and didn't really say much of anything so russian play at all what I would do is shut Russ down for a couple weeks. I might give him a couple more starts and maybe even don't play him in the final regular season game of the season against the Chiefs. Is that who it is? Yeah, that's who um, they finish with. Or no, that, is it the Chargers? It. I mean, that's kind of it. It's just there's not there's, there's – because what I think – is you're not trying to like okay let's build upon something like let's get these Russ and the receivers and the because op- the offensive line is going to be different there's going to be a couple different receivers and uh, the running back room is going to look different the scheme and the coordination of it the play calling everything will be different so you're building upon something that's going to be I think kind of torn down and rebuilt broken down anyways yeah so yeah. there's no point in even playing get Russ in these last games other than giving the fans a little bit of their money's worth and giving him a couple games more in this season. Um, to maybe play him the last two, maybe send him out for these three. I'm not really sure. You know, uh, there's really no advantage to it. You know, you're not getting a, h- a higher draft pick or anything like that. Yeah. They, they shut it down with Teddy last year. He had a concussion, I think, in the Bengals game, and then he didn't play the rest of the season after that. So I'm not sure there are many advantages to putting Russell Wilson back on the field. 
Uh, the thing that worries me, if he gets hit in the head again, um, it's going to be way worse. in one season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty dangerous. Imagine It's like a that. Tua situation. We already saw this play out with the Miami Dolphins and Tua. Uh, so just the thought of him getting rocked again, um, that'd be a, a much more serious brain injury. And now we're looking at a career type thing. Um, so I, I don't think they play him at, yeah, at least this Sunday, probably you're right. Probably not the next one either. And, uh, I, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down for the rest of the season Yeah, and, you too. know, kind of let him go out on a high, you know, he had the, he had a good game against the chiefs and fans really, uh, respected him, his effort there going for the first down and, um, might as well just go out on a high, leave on a good note and give the fans, a uh, you know, a taste into the off season of what, what could be, I guess. Okay. Interesting. Um, Russell Wilson moving forward or Kyler Murray moving forward. We're not talking about coulda, shoulda, woulda. We're not going backwards. We're not trading them for each other in the contracts. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, all things the same. Who would you rather? On three, one, two, three, Russ. Kyler. Okay. I, I like I like Kyler Murray more. I think he just has a, a better, There's, a brighter future in front of him. Yeah. Um, well, more future. More future. You know, he's got the age going for him. Uh, Russ is on the back nine of his career. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's more, he can make more plays at this stage. You know, he can extend plays, make plays with his feet. Yeah. Throw the ball down the field. Um, there's a reason why they gave him that big contract. They say all saw all the talent there. Uh, you know, former one no, number overall pick. Uh, the thing with Russ, though, he's just, he's a winner. He's a proven winner and he's mm-hmm. more accomplished. So would you rather have the guy who hasn't won anything but could win something or the guy who might be a little washed, but he, at least he's well, been the, to the, the top of the mountain. The argument for Russ is we've seen Russ reach the mountaintop. Okay? Might have been a long time ago. A long, long time ago. Okay? But we know Russ has been on the level of greatness and is a Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, Kyler's just been good. He's been good at times. Borderline great for the first half of last season. True. Yep, And that's all he's really been other than a little bit injury-plagued, um, living up to some of the knocks on him that people said about the smaller running quarterback coming out of coming, you know, any team to to, to risk it and gamble it on a, a, a mobile quarterback like that. Um, it was a big risk. And number one overall pick. Yet they've never really been on the same page there with the guy for one reason or another. I think people could, his work ethic and his commitment to football and his desire to be great has been called into question. None of that stuff with Russ. Russ is quite the opposite when it comes to all the hard work and the extra time, all that kind of stuff. So um, I don't think there's a right or wrong there, to be honest with you. Um, I just think it's a it's a good question, unique question for two franchises that are probably wondering what direction are we going in, you know? Very similar the way. I mean, with the coaches, coaching situation, yeah. too, you got two guys likely on their way out after the season ends. Uh, disappointing. Both had high expectations going into the season. Both have kind of fell flat on their face. And, uh, you know, there four wins for the Cardinals, three wins yeah. for the Broncos. A lot of similarities. And uh, it's kind of a perfect match for some bad football here this Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who's going to be favored. I don't, I don't know, know any of the lines. Give but me some unders. Yeah, give me some unders. Give me some Vance Joseph not letting the Broncos pass 13 points <laughs> and the Broncos maybe finding their way to 16 points in a win. Um, we got the rest of the week to talk about it. Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check these guys out. $750 are going to match you on your first initial deposit after sign-up. That's big, big, big time. Not a lot of places are willing to offer that, do that. So I would take advantage of that, whether it's, you know, 750 bucks you got to play with or, you know, 50 bucks. Um so, uh, total beverage, 
TotalBev.com, the two superstore liquor stores here that reside um, on the north side of the city. Uh, look them up, TotalBev.com. I'll tell you, um, we're we'll get some alcohol for presents. You know, whether it's um, some bottles of some wine, some bottles of tequila, um, a couple Grand Marniers we get for people that they we know they sip on the entire year. When you're spending big money on alcohol. Go to Total Beverage, and you won't spend the big money. And if you are still spending big money, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. Go check those guys out. We appreciate those guys big time. All right, a little bit more. Um, how are you – what are your thoughts on Jerry Judy and that performance? Does it change your expectation level, your projection of where Jerry is? People are – yeah, the talk of the town, and we made fun of it yesterday a little bit. As people, he's maturing, he's getting it figured out. They're moving him around. He's doing some different things. or being innovative and creative with him. Are uh, you? What, what are you? Are you a buyer? You are you a seller on on Jerry Judy? I, you know, I've always thought he's a good number two receiver. Uh, I'm. I, it hasn't really changed my thinking on Jerry Judy. I think he's wildly inconsistent. You know, I wouldn't. Be surprised if he kind of goes quiet the next couple. How games. about this, KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy? Oh, Judy for okay, sure. Hamler's okay, done nothing. Okay. He's done zero in the NFL. Well, he had a game with um, Drew Locke against the Panthers. That Panthers game, one game in three years. I yeah, mean, he's give me had a, break. a couple moments. Well, you could argue he's almost had as many big moments as Judy. The expectation yeah. level is that. Well, you know, KJ Hamler's a complimentary receiver, and Jerry Judy's supposed to be a guy who everyone thought was going to catch ninety balls and be. A star, maybe more than a star. So, um, yeah, and, I mean, Hamler is plagued by those hamstring injuries. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a, a problem, ongoing issue his whole Just career. I wonder on your thoughts. What about Tim Patrick versus Jerry Judy? Tim Patrick, probably he's more reliable. You can depend on him more, and he doesn't go through up and downs. And you would be very surprised if you went and looked at the career stats of Tim Patrick. How underrated he is. Extremely his, underrated. His numbers are pretty solid. Uh, for a guy who's played with a bunch of poop quarterbacks and hasn't really a chance to even play with a good quarterback ever in his, you know, at least professional career. So, um, okay. Um, but, I mean, that was good to see from Judy. I didn't see the video of him, you know, pretty much making a beeline for a referee. You didn't see from it? 20, I saw it, oh like, my gosh. Why, until I, last night. But I, didn't, I am blown away. I have no clue. No, how no, was no, he not thrown out of that football dude, game? Dude, wild. I have no clue what was going on there, how that happened, and why that happened. Um, he was fired up. I'm not sure exactly what he was angry about, a non-call. He went, like, kind of... He didn't beeline, but once he did see the referee, he went at him. He made and contact. the referee was so thrown off, he thought it was an accident because if he knew, he would have kicked him out of the damn game That's immediately. A, yeah, he if, didn't if even he get a known, like, Did you just bump into me like that and you're talking shit to me like that? He yeah. would have immediately ejected him from the game. He's lucky he didn't. And Judy and, doesn't catch any touchdowns. But, dude, it's like, here's the thing. Let's keep it real. Don't, don't go up and down. The sideline. Don't come off the field acting like you're Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's ripping don't his Don't come out. You know, you're not screaming. DeAndre Hopkins. You're not. You're just a dude, and no one thinks of you as a superstar. You shouldn't be like acting like. You know, I don't know what his his problem was, but I thought it was slightly kind of embarrassing. A guy like that needs to build upon a reputation to be a pro, not b blow up and be a loose cannon, especially loose in cannon. his biggest game, and you know, ever so. That was just kind of my thought on it. And then that's Jerry another Judy. thing, issue I have with Judy. You know, he could be a bad teammate at times. He could be uh, hard to control. He maturity is powerful, bro, in the NFL. It's just, it's just everything. And maturity comes with trust. If we can't trust you, if we can't trust you as a player, we can't call plays for you, and we can't put you in the situations that are, you know, do or die for, for this team, in my mind, in my mind. Um, 
that's kind of it. It's a mini version of the Broncos Blitz podcast. For one, we have you like on Thursdays with a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, Tuesdays, um, you know, you got stuff to do. You're mover and shaker. You get your, you're calling football games all the time. Um, you're being pulled in a bunch of different directions here. We appreciate having you whenever we have a chance to have you. So we'll probably have you Thursday. But um, in case not, well, give me a lean, a slight lean Broncos Cardinals this weekend. Okay. Just a lean. Um, I'm looking at the line right now. Denver favored by two and a half, over under 36 and a half. Uh, give me the under, give me the under, especially if it's Rippin versus Colt McCoy and give me the Broncos in this one. If there's one team that I don't like betting on more than the Broncos, it's, it's the Cardinals. So, okay. uh, g- yeah, give me the Broncos minus the two and a half. What's your Twitter? Uh, a Becker sports. Okay. Uh, appreciate you. If you like a uh, podcast, you'll love the radio show. Alex is producer of the radio show every single day. It's a big full expanded version of the podcast. That's things other than just the Broncos. So we appreciate Alex. He does a really good job around here. Thanks bro. Chach. Thank um, you, Danny. And that's it, man, for a Tuesday edition. We wanted to get in here. We had a little bit of stuff to say. Uh, probably bigger pods tomorrow and maybe on our Thursday podcast. But, um, you know, the story of today, at least around the football world, is the death of Mike Leach, Mississippi State's own, 61 years old, hell of a um, coach, um, connections with everyone everywhere around the country. College football lost a really good one in Mike Leach, who had a um, really unique per- sense of you know personality and style and kind of uh, interesting kind of weird charisma that made him so, so unique. Uh, Feinbaum said he was like the smartest coach he had ever talked to and been around in his life. That's powerful. And that's it. So shout out Coach Leach um, for Alex Becker. Um, I'm Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys big time when you listen to this podcast, whether you do every single day or whether you just jump on every now and then or whether it's the first one you've ever listened to. We big time appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.